Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Thursday, October 2nd meeting of the Board of Supervisors, Neighborhood Services, and Safety Committee. My name is David Campos. I'm the chair of the committee. Today we are joined by committee members, Supervisor Norman Yee, the vice chair of the committee, Supervisor Mar is en route. We want to thank the following members of SFGTV staff who are covering the meeting today, Jim Smith, Jesse Larson. The clerk of the committee is Derek Evans, and I just want to note that we have in the audience uh, former Mayor Art Agnos. Mr. Mayor, it's good to see you in the building. With that, Mr. Clerk, do we have any announcements? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Please make sure to silence all cell phones and electronic devices. Completed speaker cards and copies of documents to be included in the file should be submitted to the clerk. Items acted upon today will appear on the October 7th Board of Supervisors agenda unless otherwise stated. Thank you. You know, we have a very uh, unusual day today because we have a fire drill that's coming up uh, and we don't want to lose a quorum and we want to move items quickly. So I'm going to ask the clerk if to call items one, two, three, and four together. Uh, we will hear the presentation on, on those items. Uh, we'll hear from each uh, uh, applicant and then uh, we will hear uh, from the uh, police department after each applicant has presented and then we'll proceed to public comment uh, but we want to make sure that we we try to process these items uh, before the fire drill to to get people out mr. clerk items number one through four hearings to consider the transfer or issuance of liquor licenses for the following locations which will serve the public convenience or necessity type 21 off-sale general license for 186 second street for soma eats a Type 42 on-sale beer and wine license for 2200B Market Street for Brucade. Type 21 off-sale general license for 601 Van Ness Avenue for Opera Plaza, Delhi, and Taqueria. And Type 21 on-sale general license for 1607 20th Street for all states' best foods. Great. Thank you. If we can begin by calling uh, the first applicant from uh, Soma Eats, uh, Usama Mana. And I apologize if I did not pronounce that properly. Good morning, Supervisors. Uh, my name is Usama Manna, and I'm here for the transfer of Type 21 liquor license to 186 Second Street. Uh, that space has been vacant for like the past five years, and we leased it last year trying to create a hybrid concept that includes a cafe and a bottle shop, a cafe that would be serving food and coffee all day, and a bottle shop that would be offering a curated selection of beers, wines, and spirits. It'll be hand-selected by like a dedicated wine buyer, will be going through like the most recent trends and really so after bottles. So we've been doing business in that neighborhood for the past eight years and uh, we've reached out to a lot of people in the neighborhood and they're all excited and waiting for this to happen. So thank you for the opportunity and I'm ready to answer any questions you have. Any questions, colleagues? Uh, thank you very much. And we note that uh, District Supervisor, Supervisor Kim supports this application. Yes. Yes. So thank you very much. If we can hear from uh, the second applicant from Brucade, uh, Tiffany Vergara Chung. Oh, we have a different person. Okay. Sorry, um, my sister's not here today, but I'm representing the business. I'm the business, her, our, we're business partners. Good morning. My name is Sean Vergara. My sister and business partner are opening up Brucade at 2200 Market Street, located in the Upper Market District area. Brucade is a beer-centric beer and wine bar with classic arcade games featuring 25 beers, five wines on draft, and a selection of about 50 bottled beers. We have met with DTNA, EVNA, CBD, Castro Merchants, of which we have received letters of support from EVNA and Castro Merchants. 
In addition, we have also received three letters from residents in support of the new project. We have also conducted a community outreach of our own with uh, several neighbors that had stopped by, mostly came out to show their interest in the project. We have been in contact with um, our district supervisor, Scott Wiener, and he's in support of the project as well. Lastly, there have been no protests for a conditional use or uh, 42 license posting. We feel Brucade would be a great addition to the neighborhood as it is a new concept that has been popping up throughout the United States, and we are excited to be the first to bring it to San Francisco. We would be creating new jobs, working with local purveyors, and supporting community events and initiatives to help maintain the integrity of the neighborhood in any way we can. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Regar. You have any comments, colleagues? Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, and again, the district supervisor also supports this application. If we can now hear from uh, Opera Plaza Delhi, Salma Suleiman. Good morning to the committee. Thank you for your time. Uh, my name is Salma Suleiman. I am the uh, manager and co-owner of the Opera Plaza Delhi in Taqueria on 601 Van Ness. Uh, I purchased the property, the business, in January of 2014. We have improved the deli and taqueria. A substantial part of the business is a grocery, and therefore we're applying for a 21 uh, off-premises liquor license. We have done the community outreach, received no um, uh, rejections. We did the posting. We were visited by the police uh, department. I do understand that this is a huge responsibility. We plan to treat it as such, and we hope that you look upon it favorably. Thank you. Welcome to the neighborhood, and I know that Supervisor Breed also supports this application. Thank you. Thank you very much. Colleagues, any comments or questions? Why don't we hear from the last applicant from Allstate's Best Food and from uh, Khalid Ganma. And I apologize if I mispronounced that. No problem. Thank you. Good morning. If you Thank can you speak Mr. into Chairman. the mic, please. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Good morning for everybody. Um, Mr. Chairman, like... Um, I'm the owner, my name is Khalid, and I'm the owner of All State Best Food. Been serving the community for, community for the last 16 plus years, and planning for many years to come. Purchased the uh, license uh, that is seven blocks away from my uh, existing location. And after processing all of the, and posting the papers, I have nobody against it from the residents, neither the police, nor the school, church, everybody. And I met with the uh, our district uh, supervisor, uh, she has no, no obligation against it, and I know what's the obligation after that toward my store and for the neighborhood. Looking forward for your support. Thank you. Thank you very much, and, and again, uh, the district supervisor is supporting this, and uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with this business. They've been there actually for, I think, more than 16 years. Uh, so they have proven to be a, a good, responsible neighbor already. Uh, so we thank you for, for your presentation. Why don't we now hear from uh, Lieutenant uh, Santos from the, the ALU. If you can uh, speak on the four applications, please, Lieutenant. Thank you. Certainly. Good morning, Supervisor Campos, Supervisor He, and Supervisor Marr. My name is Lieutenant Ed Santos, Jr. I represent the San Francisco Police Department's ABC Liaison Unit. Um, there are four reports before me. Uh, the first one is in regards to the Soma Restaurant Group doing business as Soma Eats, 186 Second Street. In each of the packets, I believe that 
supervisors have the ALU's recommendation. So at this point, I'm just going to, on the first one, the ALU recommends approval with the following conditions that are included in your packet. On the second one, the PCN investigation regarding S&T Revelry Holdings Incorporated doing business as 2200B Market Street, Sean Vergara and Tiffany Vergara Chung. The ALU recommends approval with the following conditions, again, which are included in the legislative packet. In respect to PCN investigation regarding Opera Plaza Deli and Taqueria, 601 Van Ness Avenue. The department, again, recommends approval. And again, those conditions are included in your package. And lastly, the PCN investigation regarding Allstate Best Foods, 1607 20th Street. The ALU recommends approval as well. Great. Thank you very much, Lieutenant. Colleagues, do we have any co uh, comments or questions from our uh, uh, Police Department Alcohol Liaison Unit? Great. Thank you very much, Lieutenant. Great. Thank you, Mr. Campos. I want to begin by opening up for uh, public comment. Uh, uh, normally, I give uh, everyone three minutes, but because we don't want to lose a quorum and we want to have uh, this uh, go through before the fire drill. We're going to limit it to two minutes a person. And I'd like to uh, begin by uh, acknowledging Mayor Agnos, uh, give you, Mr. Mayor, the, the opportunity to, to go first. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman and members. Uh, it's probably unusual to see a, a former mayor come and speak to a small, relatively small issue like this. But frankly, I'm correcting something that uh, I stopped about 14 years ago. This company, uh, All States, and Mr. Ganma came into the uh, neighborhood as a brand new business. We didn't know who they were. We didn't know their business practices. And over the last 15 years, and so we opposed the liquor license way back then. But today, after 15 years of getting to know them and the character of these uh, owners, as well as their business practices and providing affordable groceries uh, as an alternative to some of the high-end uh, things that are now dotting our neighborhood, we think it's time for them to get the kind of help they need to expand their business into an area that we also need some competition for. Uh, the entire neighborhood supports it, uh, and I'm here as an unpaid volunteer to simply add my voice uh, to all of the folks on Petrero Hill who say this is a good thing for our neighborhood and we hope you'll approve it. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, so any member of the public who would like to speak, please come on up. I saw uh, a long, long time ago in one, courtroom, one, one day in the courtroom. I was wearing a short and uh, sandals, very crazy guy at that time. Oh, no, better, better check. Uh, a person should be wise as a smart guy uh, like me, see. Just for example, using an uh, uh, analogy of marriage, a person, smart guy, should stay single, single, without getting a marriage, unless once they're pushed by destiny to commit of such. Likewise, for other uh, personal affairs, a business or other career, see. Should be free, single unless being pushed by destiny to commit, commit of such. Yes. 
Thank you very much. And I know we have someone here from Supervisor Wiener's office. Yes. Hi, uh, Andres Power here for Supervisor Wiener, uh, speaking on agenda item number two. Uh, Supervisor is strongly supportive of, of this uh, application. Um, they are also the owners of uh, Blackbird Bar uh, just down the street, and they've demonstrated over the years to be great neighborhood stewards uh, and are active participants in the, the broader community. Uh, and so uh, Supervisor is strongly supportive. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Power. Next speaker, any other member of the public who would like to speak on these items, please come on up if, you, if you'd like. Okay, seeing none, we're going to close public comment. Uh, so colleagues, we have four items. And what I would say is that uh, to, to move these items forward, I would ask that if there is a recommendation to, to move it as a committee report so that it goes directly to the board. Supervisor Mark. So moved. So we have a motion to move all four items forward with a positive recommendation as a committee report. Can we take that without objection? Without objection. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you to the police department. Mr. Clerk, if we can now call item number five. Item number five is ordinance amending the health code to authorize the use of an additional 30-day involuntary psychiatric hold and making a finding that this authorization will not result in an increased cost to the city or in the reduction of current services. Good morning. I'm Marianne Warren from the Department of Aging and Adult Services Public Conservator Unit. We are here to talk about the 5270 hold. Currently, the current Welfare and Institutions Code, Section 5150, allows people to be put in involuntary psychiatric holds for up to 72 hours if they are deemed to be gravely disabled or a danger to themselves or others. At the end of the 72-hour hold, that individual may be involuntarily detained under a 5270 code for an additional 14 days of intensive treatment which requires that two treating mental health professionals uh, review the case and decide to hold the individual and the an, um, attorney is represented. There are situations when the 14-day hold is not sufficient to complete a thorough assessment, achieve patient stabilization, determine future treatment options, and investigate family and or community resources that can support the individual in the community. Currently, if there is insufficient time for a thorough investigation, the patient is likely to be conserved by the Office of the Public Conservator. This often results in more restrictive and costly institutional placement. The California Welfare and Institutions Code, Section 5270, authorizes a 30-day extension of the 14-day hold for an additional treatment without the need of a court-ordered temporary conservatorship for a total of 47 days, the first three, then the 14, then the following 30. In enacting the Welfare and Institution Code, Section 5270, the legislature intended to reduce the number of gravely, gravely disabled persons for whom conservator petitions are filed and who are placed under the supervision of a temporary conservatorship simply to obtain <coughs> an additional period of treatment. The majority of patients who are currently placed under a temporary conservatorship have the temporary conservatorship dropped within 40 days. The use of the 5270 hold allows these clients to have a thorough investigation to regulate their medications, to achieve stabilization and achieve the skill set needed to re return to the community. The use of the 5270 hold serves the needs and the interests of the clients and allows these patients to avoid the stigma and limitations of conservatorship. Any person certified for an additional 30 days is entitled to an impartial certification review hearing within four days of that determination conducted by a court-appointed commissioner or certification review hearing officer. The patient is also entitled to the assistance of an attorney or advocate. 
Unlike the conservatorship hearing, a 5270 certification hearing is held at the treatment facility where the patient is located, and the patient does not have to appear in court. For the majority of the patients currently placed under temporary conservatorship, the conservatorship is dropped within 40 days. The use of the 5270 hold will allow the investigation and allow the medications to be regulated to achieve stabilization and develop the skill set necessary to return to the community. Thank you very much. Colleagues, do we have any questions? Thank you very much for the oh, Supervisor Mark. Yeah, just a really quick one. Um, has the Mental Health Board, Advisory Board, given an opinion on this? And where do organizations like NAMI, um, the, is that the National Association for Mental Illness, where do they stand on this? We believe they're in support of it as it takes away the stigma of having to go to court and have the conservatorship attached to the person. It, gives the client a little bit more independence and retains more civil rights. So even though it's extending a potentially 30-day period longer of a, a hold, it's still, you're saying, positive for the, for the mentally ill patient? Right, because the conservatorship could go up to a year. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Why don't we open it up to public comment. Any member of the public who would like to speak on this item, please come forward. You each have two minutes. Thank you, Supervisors. And I want to thank uh, Supervisor Campos for bringing this uh, important initiative forward. My name is Mark Leary. I'm the Deputy Chief of Psychiatry at San Francisco General Hospital. And I want to say that the implementation of Welfare and Institutions Code 5270 will correct a decades-long workaround that has required extensive resources to be expended on the part of the Office of the Conservator, the Mental Health Court, and psychiatrists in San Francisco. It's also resulted in unnecessary stigmatization of some individuals by association with the temporary conservatorship label. Implementation of 5270 will eliminate this workaround and allow these crucial resources to be directed to patient care and supervision. It was uh, supported and encouraged by the mayor's uh, care task force. It will also allow a more appropriate application of Lannerman Petra's short Act mental health law in the spirit in which it was originally intended. I urge you to support this important step forward in the care of individuals with serious mental illness in San Francisco. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. Good morning, gentlemen. My name is Ron Patton, and I supervise the LPS Conservatorship Office. And I did want to address your uh, earlier question about outside support. The San Francisco Mental Health Association or the Mental Health Association of San Francisco does indeed support this. I met with them, as does the Mental Health Court, the District Attorney's Office, and the Public Defender's Office. Uh, and I think I just, what I, what I would like to do is to stress for the proposed uh, conservatee the challenge it is when they have to, when they choose to challenge a temporary conservatorship, they do have to be transported to court by the sheriff's department. It is in a formal setting and can be quite intimidating for someone who's in a mental health crisis. And I think it is not the most effective way to also foster a therapeutic relationship between their doctor who has to testify to their grave disability and the patient. Uh, the other point, I, the other thing I would really like to point out that hasn't come up um, is it appears from, from my looking at it that it would be at, at best cost neutral 
with potential savings in the sheriff's department and the court department because there would be less escorting needing to be done by the sheriffs. And there would be no impact in service reduction. And in fact, I think it would allow the conservators in my office to spend more time working with people who are currently conserved and individuals who are indeed headed towards the conservatorship uh, path as opposed to working uh, in this stopgap uh, method that we currently have now. So I would uh, very much urge you all to support this. And I do agree with uh, Dr. Leary definitely that this change is in line with the spirit and the intent of the LPS Act. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other member of the public who would like to speak? So please come on up. Dr. Nikhil Majumdar from the San Francisco VA Medical Center. We wanted the VA support for this measure to be strongly noted because we frequently have patients that would improve from grave disability within three or four weeks, but would not within the current 17 days that we have. So we would definitely appreciate this measure. Thank you very much. Any other member of the public? Seeing none, public comment is closed. I Colleagues? Move, I, I move this to... Um... So we have a motion by Supervisor Yee to move this item forward with a positive recommendation. Can we take that without objection? Without objection. Thank you very much. Uh, item six. Item number six is a resolution adopting the 2014 Hazard Mitigation Plan. Good morning. I moved this. Up. Good morning, Supervisors. Ami Alden with the Department of Emergency Management. I'll try to move very quickly because I know we're about to have a fire drill. I'm joined by Edie Schaefer, my colleague at Department of Emergency Management. The item before you is the city's 2014 hazard mitigation plan. It describes fixed assets that are owned by the city and the action that the city can take to reduce or eliminate damage to those assets due to an earthquake, tsunami. Uh, act of terrorism, storm, things of that nature. This is not the city's comprehensive disaster plan. It doesn't talk about community engagement or first responders. It's just about fixed assets in the city, fire stations, Laguna Honda, San Francisco General, or assets outside the city like Hetch Hetchy, San Bruno Jail, things like that. Um, we've had a 20, uh, 20 different departments like planning and DBI and DPW helped us write this plan to figure out what are the critical assets in the city what kinds of uh, bad things might happen in the city to hurt those assets. And then we came up with 22 mitigation strategies and ranked them to figure out how to keep those things safe during an earthquake. There is no uh, funding attached to this plan and there's no cost to the city. What it is is it's a, a strategy with a prioritized list of projects as funding becomes available to fix fire stations, the general Laguna Honda, things like that. We know where to go. Uh, that's the quick summary, and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. Great job, colleagues. We have the materials if you have any questions. Uh, great presentation. Why don't we open it up to public comment? Any member of the public who would like to speak on this item? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Colleagues, we uh, have a motion on this item. So I'll move approval. We have a motion by Supervisor Marr to move this item forward. Can we take that without objection? Without objection. Mr. Clerk, do we have any other business before this committee? That concludes today's business, Mr. Chair. Thank you. The meeting is adjourned.